You like French music, Sal? Love it, man. Love it. Do you? Are you kind of shaking your head? Yeah, it's like I'm in Europe, man. What's up, everyone? We are live on Real Estate, your source for all things real estate and mortgage related. I am your host, Paul Pasolakis, Sal Cusmano. Morning. Co-host. Yes. And we've got... Special guest today, we got Matt Barker. Matt, how are you today? Doing well. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Awesome, Matt. Matt is an associate broker at Max Brook. Brook, yep. Yep. Realtors. You know, I always wonder, there's a Brook Brock. Everybody kind of says it differently, right? Uh, you've been in the business since two, 2008. Correct. Uh, Matt's going to talk to us a little bit about, you know, buying a house uh, that's turnkey versus a house that m- might need some work. Uh, also, I think going into that is... Hiring the correct listing agent, how to how to list home properly, and you know what it takes to stage a home. I think that's important. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we got some good topics today, Sal. Yeah, we some do. Really Lots good topics stuff going on. Uh, CFBB turmoil. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a soap opera. What's going on with that? Nice. Uh, we've got uh, conforming loan limits changing. We'll talk about that, and then obviously the the economy. Uh, versus real estate and how those are kind of differing a little bit. So it, 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 there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, we'll start off with Matt. Obviously, I, I want you to give us a little bit of a, your background and, and you know what you're all about, Matt. Um, so myself and my father, uh, Jeff, we both work at the Max Brook office in Birmingham. Uh, we service primarily of all of Oakland County listing side by side. Um, you know, first time home buyers, people downsizing people buying second investment properties. So um, the two of us together have been doing it for almost 30 years, and um, we have a great understanding of the area of the market and what sellers and buyers are looking for in today's real estate industry. Cool. A lot of experience. I mean, I mean, you started yeah. in 2008. Couldn't have picked a better time, Yeah, huh? I got in right, <laughs> at the, right as things were uh, starting to turn. And um, so yeah. we've seen the downfall and then the rebirth of yeah. the local markets around here. Well, the fact you're still with it, right. you know. I mean, I think anybody that, that went through that is way better for it. It's like, uh, you know, I think I just think it, it, it creates some good uh, characteristics. A whole new perspective of the industries. Yeah. Well, it's easy you to know. see yeah. the upsides, right? right? But until you see the downsides, Correct. it's kind of like... Got to live through the pain, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like working out. So, uh, Matt, I mean, we were talking about this before we, we started recording, but basically, um, you know, you're, you're looking at a lot of homes right now that people want, you know, a lot of millennials, they want that turnkey. Right, they, they don't want to do work. Look, new construction, uh, of something that's already been renovated, as little work as possible. I, it was funny. I was reading an article about a week ago and said millennials' sole focus now is they're looking for a house for their dog, a yard for their dog. <laughs> <laughs> they're not focused on future families, schools, and and it was a they had pulled x amount of people, and it was an overwhelming majority. They're not looking to do any work. They're they're looking for smaller, newer cleaner homes opposed to for their dog yeah Jeez, <laughs> opposed yeah. to homes you know buyers five ten years ago that you know the, the whole dynamic of what buyers are looking for today has changed but it's interesting because we're seeing a lack of inventory but a lot of the homes that are sitting on the market are homes that you know might not necessarily have a brand new kitchen or a new master bath and we're seeing a lot of opportunities where someone can get in at a lower price point put the money into it, and then they're sitting nicely within the market opposed to paying a premium for someone else's renovations. Yeah, for, I mean, for sure. I mean, I think if someone has the ability to buy um, a fixer-upper on some level, right? Not, not Something that has good bones. Correct. Right? Yeah, do, right. doesn't need to be, a, you know, a, like a bank-owned property that we saw five, six years ago. But just something good bones, doesn't need a whole lot of work, you know, maybe paint carpet, yeah. refinishing some yeah. floors. 
Yeah. Even something as little as that. Yeah. In, in, in breaking news, Salvatore Cusmano is under contract and potentially actually bought a house. Yeah. And Turnkey, millennial. Congratulations. <laughs> he's paid a wicked premium for it. Yeah. Proto <laughs> the epitome of what we're talking exactly. about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm looking at the backyard thinking about the dog. You know, you what, what yeah. dog am I going to buy? Right. Not like, Are you man, am I going to get married one day? Um, and I think a lot of that, too, does, you know, you have to have a vision for something, right? Right. right. Like, a lot of people, you know, put themselves at the top of the mountain or whatever, but, like, they don't understand what it takes to get there. So... Same thing with the house, right? You look at it, oh, man, this thing's a piece of crap. But right. reality, it's it's great bones. Correct. It takes 15, 20 grand to get it to that turnkey status, 50 grand less. Right. You know? Yeah, so, you, you definitely require someone to have some vision walking through it and said, it, you know, it needs A, B, and C to, to get right. it up in uh, moving condition. But Imagination, know, maybe, mm-hmm. per se. But I yeah. think the other biggest part of it is is kind of what we were saying. You know, we it's a common theme is that, well, Millennials just don't save as much. Well, everything's right. more expensive, Correct. so it's like they got enough to get into the home. Right. That's the other challenge: is people do they have they the have money? the money for the down payment, but they might not have an extra ten grand, twenty grand to make improvements right. to the home once they've closed. Yeah, that's the big challenge, right? It's finding that millennial that saved. But I, you know, I'm coming across it more and more. I mean, more millennials are wanting to put more money down, but if they just put less money down, right, yeah. and use that money to renovate, they're going to increase the value of that house because that's what people are doing. They're buying these fixer uppers. They're slapping some paint, changing some cabinets, and then selling it at a premium anyways. Right. And the quality of some of the fixer-uppers we go in is just... It, yeah. it blows my mind these days. It's, you know, cabinets don't line up. The, oh, yeah. You know, it's the, tough. It's Oh, yeah. yeah. Someone's flipping a house. Right, yeah. Yeah, they're just... They're, they're putting some it's makeup on the paint. I had an offer exactly. on another home, and it looked beautiful in the pictures, and I was maybe, like, a little starstruck when I was in there. And then when I did my inspection, they're like, man. No, it's not, not yeah. good. Floors yeah. are uneven. So, you know, we talked about that. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. You got to know what you want. So, Matt, talk to me a little bit about um, you know how important, and we talk about this, but everybody has their own theories. But like, it's so important to have the right listing agent. Um, I'm going to tell you a funny story. I, I had another agent send me a picture from a listing in in uh, Miami where this was on that uh, uh, on uh, it was posted on Zillow with the pictures. You know, they take the literally somebody was on the toilet. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's what? a first. <laughs> I'm not going to have it. The guy yeah. was in the background was on it. The, the owner was on the toilet. I've seen kids sitting on couches, you know, pets in pictures, it's crazy. people at the dining room table, but never on a toilet. On the toilet. That's so, so just, you know, that's an extreme example. But right. I, I think it speaks to having the right listing agent doing what's right by you and taking the time of being a professional, right? And, and particularly now because everyone's looking online or they're looking at houses yeah. on their mobile mm-hmm. app and the attention span of people when they're looking at a listing, you have five to seven photos to grab their attention yeah. and Quick. they either move on to the next one or they keep scrolling through the rest of the listing. So you it's like it's, Tinder. Right. <laughs> Put sell, your best white brighter left. Sell, 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 sell. <laughs> Not everything is Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Paul's like forty, so he doesn't <laughs> get it. God. You know. Uh, okay, go ahead. Anyways. So, so you gotta really, you know, make sure you catch their eye on those first couple photos and and um but that that's the new one. Yeah, I mean literally on the, I mean I'm going to I'm going to show it to you guys <laughs> on after the toilet. Get, that's that's wild. Yeah, so um now a part of that obviously goes and not just not just pictures but it's staging, right? Correct. Making sure the house is show ready. It's probably the most important thing we could ask of our sellers prior to us listing the house is 
when someone hires us, we'll go room by room with them and say, you know, these things need to be done to get your home to show the best and appeal to buyers. A lot of people have the misconception that staging involves renting all new furniture and redecorating their whole house like they see on HGTV and all those shows. But really, it's just decluttering, depersonalizing, helping a buyer envision themselves living there opposed to the seller still living there. Yeah, nobody wants to see the remnants of the seller, right? Correct. Right? Like an urn on the on the mantle right. or like it's a picture. Moving Even, family photos. Yeah. A lot of times buyers will come walk through the house and they'll play the, oh, you know, who's that? Do I know him? You know, where did he go to school? And they'll start snooping through family photos and, and whatnot. But like laundries on the on the on the bed. Right. Nobody it, wants it's, to see that. It's the most important thing we could ask of a seller prior to listing. Because sure. from there then it turns into quality photos. Uh, right. It goes hand in hand, it, right? Because right? if you declutter you, you the photos clean turn out lines, great. Right. And getting professional photos, I think, is important. And just taking the time to, like, really make sure. Again, it's being show ready. Like, if I was going to sell my car, I'd probably wash it. Right. Most, you know, have it detailed. <laughs> right? And, and Right. Correct. Then you're going to get more for that product if, it's, if it looks more presentable. And it's mostly free to do. Right. Yeah, so there's like there's really I mean maybe staging we do and whatnot, there's no cost to right it, it, you know sometimes we'll recommend people refinish hardwood doors or restain their front door and, and that goes a long way to adding value but for the most part there's relatively no cost involved with right. it right even sometimes if if there is a little bit of cost if, if that value like it, it goes ends yeah. up going a long way absolutely right. 100%. Yeah, they, They've done studies that staged homes they get more people in the door more offers buyers are willing to pay a premium because it shows better and all in all, it adds positive value to the property. Again, people want to f- envision themselves in the house, and they don't want to feel like they have to do a lot of work. And if they've got to dig through the minutia of everything that's in the house to be able to figure out what it's going to be like living there, it's not going to work. Correct. Yeah. So um, we have a lot of interesting headlines this week, uh, yeah. Sal. Uh, and then, Matt, Matt, I obviously want you to stick around and chime in and let us know what you think about these. Um so obviously you've got three main headlines. I did want to touch on the fact that Bitcoin is almost at eleven thousand dollars per Bitcoin. Wild, crazy. It could be a very big game changer. I'm just I'm, I'm putting that out there that if this thing keeps going the way it is, I mean there could be some real ramifications to our economy. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. I saw a meme yesterday and it kept. It was the price and then what people were saying next to it. It's yeah, like a thousand. That's too expensive. You know. And it's, yeah, that's what I thought. Like thousand dollars of Bitcoin. Why would I buy that? One Bitcoin is eleven thousand dollars, and they don't even know who yeah. created. It. Anyways, we can get it. We could do a whole show on it. We're gonna move yeah. on. Yeah, uh, Sal, so pick one of these topics. That I, you want I to think talk the about. one that's uh, most relevant to us and probably the most exciting is the conforming loan limits being raised to four hundred fifty-three thousand one hundred. Can you tell the audience what that means? So currently, if you want to get a conventional or conforming loan, which usually offers the best terms, the lowest rates, and the easiest to get financed. Um, the max loan limit in Michigan and in many other counties in the uh, uh, country is 424,100. So it's going up another 25, 26 grand. And that's going to free up a lot of people to um, be able to use that loan. Typically, you know, people like a $600,000 buyer, it's like, well, you got to bring one hundred and fifty, you know, one hundred and seventy-five thousand to get to that uh, conforming limit. Now that's you know another twenty-five grand in their pocket. So jumbo loans are typically a little harder to do. Potentially the rates are a little higher. It just depends, you know. So it's just, a slower just, process. Just just so everybody knows, the conforming loan limits are backed by Fannie, Freddie. Uh, these are these are agencies that are insuring these loans. When you start going above that, it's private money, right? If you go into 
just drink water. Sorry. The whole world it's just all, heard you. I mean, it's unreal. Keep going, Paul. So, um, <laughs> basically, yeah, I mean, it, it is a little bit of a game changer because I've had a lot of people that are looking because, you know, the price of homes have gone up, right? And you can't get as much for 300000 or 400000 as you used to be able to get. No, absolutely right? not. The, yeah, the new construction along the Woodward Corridor, and, and that is really... In, it's 550 you know, Right, yeah. it's unbelievable. You know, from what it was two years ago, it's... Yeah. So, I mean, these, so to be able to put potentially $30,000 less down um, to get to the conforming loan limit, I think it's a big deal. And I think anybody that in the past did put a bunch of money down that wants to maybe refinance and... and Go up to the conforming loan limit now. I think it's gonna, it's it's a little bit of a game changer in our industry. Yeah, I think it speaks a lot to the market too, though, because you know, this is what the first year in a row it's gone up twice, right? In the in a very long t- yeah, so th- th- it's gone up the last two years, right? But it was went up from four seventeen, yeah, four seventeen to four twenty four. Now this jump was even bigger. I mean, we're going all the way to four fifty. What was it? But I think if you look at the the you know the curve of prices in the housing market, we're on the up. You know, and I don't know how long that's going to last, but this is a great thing. It's it's going to help out, yeah, for sure. A lot of people that are looking at the higher price points. I just it more than anything to me, Matt. I think this speaks to the 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 the, the state of the real estate market. Absolutely, because anyone financing this amount, that's kind of a sweet spot in the pricey market for move up home buyers, second time home buyers, someone who's out, you know, first time home buyer who lived five seven years and out, mm-hmm. outgrown their home, starting a family. So. It definitely adds a lot of financial flexibility for future buyers. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty interesting. I, I think um, over time, I mean, it's funny because when we started in the, I, when, I'm going to age myself a little bit. When I started in the business, I think the conforming loan limit was like 320 or 330, right? So it just goes yeah. to show you that the the, 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 the 70s are tough, huh? <laughs> really? <laughs> That's where we went? 70s? Yeah. I was born in the 80s. I'm, I'm, I'm almost a millennial. Yeah, almost. Very close. Matt, how old are you? 27. I'm in the room with a bunch of millennials, guys, so I am outnumbered. Uh, very good. So, uh, the next uh, conversation I want to have is uh, the CFPB thing. I, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, Matt, but basically, let me let me run down this, this soap opera of events, okay? Um, Cordroy, uh, who, is, who was the, the, the director of the CFPB, he was a very polarizing figure. He had put in a lot of, uh, you know, he had made a lot of changes and he was very staunch on, um, you know, suing companies, looking for uh, ways to uh, punish. He was very punitive in, the, in our industry. So he had, I mean, he, but he was very strict. Now, a lot of people, Republicans, and, you know, not to get political, but they wanted him out. Um, well, he re- he resigned. So he just he just basically said, "I'm going to stop uh, running the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau." So what happens? Uh, Donald Trump says, "I'm going to uh, assign my guy," and uh, Cordroy had said that uh, his successor is going to be X. So two people went to work, both stating that they run the organization. Um, it was Leandra English was Cordroy's pick, and then um, Mick Mulvaney was Donald Trump's pick. So imagine this: you go to work and you got you, one guy resigns, and all of a sudden, nobody knows who's running the organization. There's two people fighting in the house to to run the organization. How odd is that? Is that do, am I the only one that thinks that's weird? I mean, literally, it's like a soap opera. They had to go to court. The court finally uh, backed Trump, but what I mean, realistically, what this means is the CFPB right now is is n- is, is is not really operational. There's no real 
um, um, organization right now that, that that really has any teeth, and I don't know where it's going to go from here. Interesting to see. I mean, it's obviously shaped the way we've done business the past two years with all the new lending laws, QM, um, the CDs, the LEs, all that with TRID. So be interesting to see. I like this right here. It says, arrived at the bureau on Monday morning carrying a bag of donuts. Yeah. He, Sounds he, like he used to be a loan right. officer. <laughs> yeah, dude. So he shows up to work, by the way. He, uh, so this was uh, Mick Mulvaney. He literally, he shows up to work. He tweets out a picture of an empty donut boxes. Basically, that was his claim that he was the rightful owner. It was like, this is like an episode of Game of Thrones. It's one thing after the next in Washington these days. It's... Nuts. Now, I will tell you that this is going to have some ramifications to our industry due to the fact that it is going to potentially change the way that we are regulated. And, um, you know, regulation, I always thought was a good thing on one hand because I don't want to go back to 2008. Right. Right. I don't want to have to live through that again. Um, with that being said, a lot of people think we're overregulated. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, Sal, I mean, you're kind of more on the deregulation side. To a degree. I think, you know, that everything, uh, there's some rules that to me are like, really? You know, we're going to use 1% of someone's student loan balance, which you know they're not going to be paying monthly for qualifying. Um, I don't think that's a CFPB thing, though, bro. uh, I mean, I think it kind of comes down. I don't know, right? (laughs) But I mean, whatever it is, whether it's a CFPB, whether it's, you know, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, their lending guidelines, there's certain things that I think. But at a point, you got to draw a line in the sand, and I think they've done a good job doing that. So, I don't know. I think it's been pretty a pretty healthy mortgage market since all that's been implemented. So, yeah, I think they could maybe pull back a little bit, but nothing that's you know going to be crazy. But let me ask you this: Sure, we have a healthy uh, real estate market. We have a healthy mortgage market. Defaults are down. Things are going pretty well. We're raising. Uh, you know, homes are increasing in value. It is tougher to get a mortgage, but. We have less delinquencies. Um, we start stripping all that back, and we let more people that maybe um, don't qualify as well buying houses. I mean, Matt. I mean, you saw it in two thousand eight. I mean, do, I have a little bit of fear about going back to that. Yes, I, um, it, it's kind of shocking. Every now and then, we'll we'll come across a deal where, or we'll hear stories in the office where you know, ex buyer couldn't even afford to put an EMD deposit <laughs> yeah. down, but they got pre approved for a loan. It's crazy. You kind of question if you know if they don't have one two percent to put down as a deposit, how are they going to be able to make monthly it's payments and, and moving forward? So, um, I'd say I would agree with you that right now we're in a healthy market. I think a lot of people, you know, even something as simple as the trid guidelines when they first rolled out, a lot of realtors kind of freaked out. Chaos. You know, this Sixty and that. day closing. Right. The three day closing disclosure before closing. But all in all, I think it delayed one or two of our closings we've had over the last you know year. And, and for the most part, it's been a positive for the buyer. They've got closing documents in time to review. Mm-hmm. Everything seems to me a little more streamlined and um, a little more efficient that week leading up to closing. Whereas in the past, we'd get closing documents 24 hours the morning of closing, and everyone's it's a mad scramble to you know, right. get your wire funds, this and that. Yeah. And it, it's a good point you make. I mean, I don't want to see it where it's easier for the guy who can't afford to put down his earnest money deposit right? get a loan. I want to see where it's like, hey, this guy could buy it cash, but we can't give him a loan because X, right? Right. And it's like, I get it, but at the same time, there's so many people who it's like, Sorry, man. You know, you, you got to figure it out, and it sucks. 
it sucks. Yeah. That, that's what that that's how it goes. Yeah, it's, I mean, what you know, just is what it is right now until they deregulate some things or change the guidelines. Right. Self-employed in particular. Yeah, self-employed have uh, recently have really gotten the short end of the stick. Because, but at the same time, you, you we can only use what they claim as as their as their income. Back in the day, so the audience knows, if you were self-employed, we could just state your income. <laughs> we right. Could, I mean, it was kind of crazy. Well, that was like uh, like past client you had uh, yeah helped me with. They could buy a house with cash. Was trying to look at finance options, and he was kind of yeah I out mean, of luck for. There's some solutions, right? But it's like, hey man, you've done everything good. You got good credit. You got money in the bank. But since you do your taxes this way, which understandably on to one end, but on the other end, it's like, sorry, man, you got eight, nine percent rates, you know, double what it would be, double what the person who can't put the EMD down would be is going to get, rate. you know, right. I'm going to give you a prediction. I think uh, this guy, Mick Mulvaney, is going to strip back a lot of the things that um, Cordroy had done. Um, I think that. The CFPB, because literally uh, Mulvaney had been quoted as saying um, uh, that he doesn't believe in the CFPB and thinks it's like a waste of time. So I don't know. I don't have the exact quote, but you guys can look it up. But basically, he does. He, he was not a fan of the CFPB, and basically now he's running it. So I, I, we're going to see some changes. This yeah. is going to. I mean, this is going to be something we want to watch. Uh, it's going to be interesting uh, to we'll see, see what the uh, administration does from here. Um, last headline. Oh, Jesus headlines? Christ. Headlines? going through headlines, Paul? <laughs> God, so the listeners uh, understand. David Hall, whose name is on the door, consequently, uh, at our company, uh, just happens to feel like he could just jump in on our show whenever he wants. Oh, There's the a headset show. there if you want to actually Great. get in on the show. show. Get no, in. I just want, what's the headline? Yeah, I, I, you're not part of the show unless you put the headset on. i got to go back to work. Get back <laughs> to your headline. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Every show. Yeah. It's fun. Um, I hate working for him. <laughs> So to a similar point, uh, I like this other headline because it's David kind of reminds me of you know the person behind this. So North uh, Korea tests a rocket reportedly having enough range to reach Washington D.C. Boom, that's pretty wild. I mean, what I mean, it, it's f- funny. We're talking about a, a bomb uh, in the hands of kind of like someone that's a little bit of a maniac or maybe a genius. Who knows? Because he's, he's David, getting a, yeah. Are you calling David the, 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 the evil genius? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> if you if you work for him, he doesn't have any bobs. Yeah, yeah that's kind of funny. Uh, but this will affect our markets. You know what I mean? Like on some level, fear always drives things in, in our markets. I think, this, particularly leading up to the election, our market was a very, it, for the most part, it was a pretty calm market. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was a lot of just uncertainty in the government and what's going on in the world, and people are just kind of sitting tight and waiting to see what happens. And I think this is only adding to it. I mean, it's yeah. really, yeah, it's really we're, we live in really kind of crazy times, and uh, you know, I feel like sometimes that it's a, a, we're a little bit of a house of cards when it comes to our economy. I'm worried about that. That like if one thread starts coming undone, that it could just like fall apart, and I don't I don't want to see that. And so I want I want to make sure that you know the things that we have. Like and speaking to that, so there's a headline: economy and real estate are offering differing signals. So basically, our GDP grew three percent the last two quarters. That's a lot to grow in in a quarter. Um, but there's a report by Local Market Monitor. Uh, they reported that 300. Uh, they report on 320 real estate markets. Uh, that jobs grew less than the rate of inflation, which you know is like one or two percent. So, my biggest fear right now for our markets, I think we're doing really well. I think everything's going great, but the moment that we start seeing a a, a, a crack in the in the in the hiring or our or, or jobs market, that could be pretty bad. 
We'll see. Just like everything else, you know, I, I think it, the mindset that everyone has to have is just, you know, focus on what you do every day, do a good job, keep it going, don't listen to the noise, and uh, that's all you can do. Because if you're going to sit and you're going to be afraid to go out and work, apply for a new job, buy a house, you're just going to probably set yourself back. Because more times than not, everything works out for better. Yeah, I mean, everything always works out. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because we, we, that's funny that you say that because like 2008 came and went. And I think, you know, you're coming out of it, we're better for it, right? Yeah, it's gone. It, it happened, right? I mean, a lot of people lost a lot of things, but what are you going to do? Yeah, it's not totally gone because people still have like this, this, this like you know, it's like being. But those a, are like the people that I'm talking about, where you're you, stuck on something and you'll never progress past it. Fear of going back yeah. to, to how yeah, there, there's there is that fear, right? I mean, it's like being in a bad relationship. You, you kind of you're jaded for a little while. Yeah, but uh, stay single the rest of your life. You know, I mean, that's like, just kind of what it is. Like you, Sal. Yeah, it could be, man. Sal's been single for a long time. Yeah. Are you looking, Sal? Yeah. Are you hey, doing a lot of tindering? I'm open. Are you tender? No. No Tinder, man. No, no Tinder. Matt, Matt, do you have, are you are you married? Relationship? Uh, I have a girlfriend. You Not do? Married yet? Yep. Congratulations. There you go. Committed relationships. Good. Yeah, no, it's going to be a while for me. I I feel, but interesting. We'll be all right, all right. Yeah. Matt, Matt, why don't you tell the audience how they can get a hold of you? Um, reach me on my cell phone two four eight eight zero seven two two three two or mattbarkerhomes.com is the website. Um, email, phone, all the contact information's on there. Yeah. So how can people reach you? I don't think we ever tell people how they can reach. I mean, just in case, you know, you're not tindering, so you probably yeah. could use some. Uh, yeah, Bumble. Uh, what? <laughs> what is that? Don't worry about it, Grandpa. So, so Grandpa. <laughs> just great show. Great, great show, show guys. Today. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's over. Yeah. Sal single. Single yeah. Sal. Thanks. Single Sal. Right. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. This is live on Real Estate. By the way, catch us on our podcast. Uh, go to go to uh, iTunes, Google Play, subscribe. We love you. Have a great day.